That's right, you've reached the right podcast. This is the Echo Tips Podcast. We just wanted to say uh, at the beginning of this episode, between last episode and this episode, our podcast has surpassed 50,000 listens. And we just wanted to say thank you to our listeners. And now we'll get to our episode. Hello, welcome to the Echo Tips podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing accessibility features of the Amazon Echo, in particular of the Amazon Echo Show or similar Echo devices that have a built-in touchscreen. In particular, we're going to be zeroing in on the accessibility feature known as VoiceView, which is a screen reader technology. Screen reader technologies are specifically uh, useful for those with visual impairments or who are perhaps totally blind. That's right, a totally blind person can set up an Amazon Echo Show uh, totally independently. We're going to talk about some of those aspects of voice view in today's episode. Before we get into that in any sort of great detail, we're going to go to a brief message about our podcast and then I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the New Vision program at Goodwill. We're also grateful for the kind use of WVTF Studios. New Vision is a program of Goodwill that provides information services and assistive technology training to individuals with visual impairments living in Southwest Virginia. Goodwill Industries of the Valleys is a nonprofit organization serving the New River, Roanoke, and Shenandoah Valleys of Virginia. Goodwill's mission services help individuals with disabilities and disadvantages to get back to work and gain greater independence. These shows are provided for educational purposes. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without written permission from New Vision. Hello, welcome back. As we mentioned earlier in our episode, we are going to be discussing a number of accessibility features, and this is part two dealing with those features. That specifically is a class of tools and features designed for those with disabilities. In particular, last episode, we talked about the Zoom feature in part one. Today being part two, we're going to be talking about voice view. Now, you may ask yourself, what are the differences between those two features? They are both generally geared towards those that have some sort of visual impairment. Well, Zoom, obviously, is something more geared towards magnification of those that have an Echo that has a screen, such as the Echo Show, while VoiceView is more geared towards auditory feedback, uh, telling you what is on the screen. Uh, you can run your finger over elements and things and buttons, and it'll tell you what they are. And so that is screen reader technology, which is generally geared towards those that have much more severe visual impairments or who are perhaps totally blind and want to interact with the screen. 
So before we get into any kind of detail about that, I would like to welcome our listeners uh, that have been listening for some time. We really appreciate your listenership. As we mentioned earlier, we've surpassed 50,000 listens to the podcast, and that's only possible because of you. Uh, please, if you'd like to continue to support us, please follow us in your podcast player of choice, or feel free to reach out to us and express your appreciation on Twitter at Goodwill Valleys. Uh, that's our Twitter handle at Goodwill Valleys, or uh, on Facebook you can look us up at Goodwill Industries of the Valleys. And of course, you're always welcome to reach back uh, out to us about sponsorship opportunities and the like. Uh, you can contact me as the instructor at dward at goodwillvalleys.com. But uh, for our new listeners, uh, as I, I said there, my name is David Ward. I'm an assistive technology instructor with the Goodwill uh, program New Vision uh, here uh, based in southwest Virginia. So let's uh, get right into our content today. And uh, for those that might be listening with a uh, Google, uh, excuse me, not a Google, with an Amazon Echo in the room, uh, you might want to shut its ears off by pressing the mute button on the top of the device and uh, that way when I'm giving directions and uh, demonstrations here I'm not triggering your echo in the room. Now if you're listening to this podcast on your echo it shouldn't be a problem. Alright so let's get right into some of the nomenclature and what voice view is. So VoiceView is a part of a class of products called screen readers. They're used by those that have rather severe visual impairments or who are perhaps totally blind, maybe not having light perception or anything like that. Uh, and this is a class of tools that are predominantly found on, uh, on computers where you would interact with a keyboard entirely. But if you're on a touchscreen device, how would you interact? Well, on, on a class of products such as the uh, Apple line of devices, such as the iPad and iPhone, you have what is known as, um, um, my brain just stopped working, voiceover. Uh, and on Android tablets, you would think of ta TalkBack. Uh, and on the Fire tablets from Amazon, they call it VoiceView, and hence the VoiceView product is also on the Echo Show line of devices and also on the Echo Spot. And we recently had some new Echo devices released, and as best as I can tell, uh, that's probably integrated into those two that have touch screens. Um, so anyway, let's get right into it. And uh, so basically, what does it do? Well, as you might know, uh, you have to set up an Amazon Echo Show or Spot without use of the app. You have to use the touch screen to set it up, connect it to Wi-Fi for the first time. So this screen reader technology, VoiceView, will allow you as a totally blind person, if you want, uh, to completely set it up without any sighted assistance. Um, so to do so, you would power it on, plug in your Echo, and then once it's up and running, this is one of the ways that you can turn it on, either in that initial setup process or at any other point in the future. You will locate the screen that's pointed at you, and then along the top rim, you're going to look for what's called in the documentation the mic camera button. I usually think of it as just the mute button. Uh, shuts her ears off, but it's called the mic camera button in documentation. And if you want to look up some of the gestures that VoiceView uses on screen gestures, 
uh, that you use with your fingers, you can simply Google uh, voice view and echo uh, or, or look up the um, Amazon uh, guide for a voice view on the echo. Now, once you locate that button, there's three buttons on most traditional Echo Shows across the top. It'll be the one on the far left. You're going to press and hold this button, and I'm going to demonstrate it here now. Now, I don't have this perfectly mic, so it might sound a little distorted, um, but it didn't seem really necessary to, to mic this in a special way today because it's going to be pretty generic. So I'm just going to hold down the button. Fuse. Oh, and there's that sound. Okay, so now that has brought up what would be the shutdown screen. To a sighted person looking at the screen, they can tell maybe there's a button and a little sentence about shutting down the echo. But for us, that gives us a chime, if, as a visually impaired person, that we can now trigger voice view to turn it on. To do so, you hold two fingers kind of spread apart on the screen. We're going to do that now, and we're going to need to do it for a few seconds. So I'm doing that now. Keep holding down two fingers to enable voice view. Okay, there's that feedback. Keep holding them on there. Voice view ready. 1047, 58 degrees. Okay. Mostly sunny, popular recipes. Okay, so that gives... Double tap to activate. So that gives you the feedback that now voice view is on. Now, if you were doing the original setup process, you would, at this point... Uh, follow the steps. Now generally it follows the same sort of gesture set as uh, voiceover on an iOS device or talkback on an Android device. Flicking left and right is equivalent to your tabbing feature on a computer which takes you from left to right from top to bottom. So by means of that you can sequentially navigate every element on the page, that being headings, text, sentences, paragraphs, and most importantly, buttons like the OK button, cancel button, confirm button, those sort of things. Now, it isn't maybe as responsive as some screen readers uh, and maybe iOS devices. So you might need to just kind of get yourself comfortable with how fast the response is to your flick gestures. But once you locate, say, a button or an edit field where you need to type in a password, you will double tap and that will place you in that field or activate that button, just like most screen readers uh, um, uh, with touch screen devices. Uh, now, I will tell you that the keyboard, if you're inputting the Wi-Fi password, is a little different. It, it defaults to what is probably more commonly used by the blind community today, and that is like a touch responsive, uh, I believe that's kind of the term, touch keyboard. So uh, that means that you can't double tap to activate any of the keys on the keyboard as you might typically think. Instead, what you will do is drag your finger across the keys on the keyboard. Once you locate the letter you want, you will lift your finger and that will um, allow you to uh, invoke the key and it will echo it back to you. And so that's how that works. Uh, also, in the bottom right-hand corner of the keyboard, I believe you have a, a go or confirm button. That's the equivalent of like hitting the return key. So that's a quick way, once you type in the Wi-Fi password and you've selected the access point you want to connect to, to do that. Um, and I imagine you'll also need to probably enter your uh, Amazon account details and things like that.
The keyboard is a little odd in the sense that it is split down the middle and there's a big space kind of across the keyboard. At least it is on the, on the Echo I'm using, which is the big 10-inch model. And so um, now that might vary on things like the Amazon Echo Spot, which is a little smaller. So it just gives you a little bit of idea of how to interact with that interface. Now, uh, now you don't have to set it up. You could have somebody assist you and connect it. Or if you had ordered it from Amazon, it might have already pretty much come pre-configured and ready to pretty much connect your Wi-Fi. Although the security precautions Amazon is starting to invoke might still require you to enter a, a password just so that, you know, if somebody stole your package or something, they can't just uh, connect it and things like that. Uh, so you may find that your usage varies there a little bit. Okay, so a little more about this. So let's say um, you just want to utilize it for the first time. It's already been connected to Wi-Fi or whatever the case may be. You can also uh, toggle it on and off by voice. So I could say, Alexa. Oh, I got to remember, I got to turn my ears back on, on my unit. Privacy mode disabled. I could say, Alexa, disable voice view. Voice view exiting. Okay, so there I just turned it off. But I could say, you know, a lady enable voice view. I could do that as well. And honestly, uh, I generally leave it off unless there's a reason I need to turn it on. I only say that because it gets a little, a little kludgy sometimes. There are going to be bugs occasionally, like it's popping up news elements or something on the page, and it may accidentally read those at times, depending on where my focus had last been. Um, so, I, you know, I don't leave it on all the time because sometimes I get that kind of uh, funky feedback. Additionally, you can always uh, navigate it to it as, as a low vision user or with a sighted person by swiping down from the top, going to settings, going to near the bottom of your setting options and going to accessibility and then turning on uh, voice view. Uh, an important note too, uh, how to turn it off. You saw earlier where we turned it on. You hold down the mic camera button and then that you hear that chime that tells you you're in the power down option mode. You can also uh, turn it off by doing a triple tab. No, I think it's a double. I'm sorry. It's a double tab. And on the second tap, hold your finger down. Now, that's kind of interesting because I told you two fingers pressed to hold to turn it on. That doesn't turn it off uh, if you're doing it by touch gestures. In fact, let me, let me demonstrate again. Alexa, turn voice view on. Voice view ready. Okay. 1052. Okay. 58 degrees. Okay, so it's on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold down the microphone camera button to bring up that menu again. Power off. Are you sure you want to shut down your device? Cancel button. Okay, so I'm on the can Double tap to activate. So I'm on the cancel button now. I'm even getting extra feedback here. So let's say I want to turn voice view off and by touch gestures. I'm going to touch somewhere here on the center, move my focus a little bit off that cancel button, and I'm going to take my single finger, double tap, and on the second tap, hold my finger on the screen. Holding, holding, holding. Keep holding down your finger to disable voice view. Okay, she gave me that added feedback. I'm still holding. Voice view exiting. Okay, there we go. It just shut it off, exited, and it took me back to the main uh, home screen for... Uh, for the Echo Show. 
Okay, so that gives you just a little ideas. There are more advanced gestures once you turn it on. You have to remember your gesture set changes when you're using voice view versus a sighted user interacting with a screen. Namely, to activate buttons and elements, you double tap. You can navigate elements either by exploring by touch. That means you go up to the left corner, right corner, find out everything that's on there. Or you can navigate everything on the screen with a flick left and right. There are many more advanced uh, uh, gestures, such as a three-finger flick down or up. I think that'll bring down, uh, the, the down gesture will bring down the notification shade that has, like, the settings and different things you can interact with. Um, you can also do a two-finger double tap to invoke or stop media. Say a podcast is going, you can start or stop it that way. Uh, different things like that. And you can combine it with the zoom feature if you wanted to uh, utilize both at the same time. So anyway, it's kind of a pretty powerful feature, uh, pretty cool, and uh, just built in out of the box with every Amazon Echo show and uh, with the spot. Oh, by the way, the spot's microphone camera button is located in the center and not on the far left if you're facing the screen. All right, well, that uh, will bring this episode to a close. We appreciate your listening, and uh, it's time to practice some of the many things that you've learned. In a future episode, we'll probably try and cover some additional uh, accessibility features and maybe burrow into that menu a little more. I said we'll also probably in the future episodes deal with maybe um, uh, tools related to those with hearing impairments or who are perhaps totally deaf. We'll talk about that as well. Because uh, you, you might think, uh, well, this is mostly a device you would listen to, uh, but the deaf community does use a lot of video conferencing software uh, to, to communicate with others that are deaf. So we'll talk about how you might be able to utilize that as well. Also, in future episodes, we might talk about some of our new uh, Echo devices or new features that have been added to the Echo in a recent uh, announcement by Amazon. So we'll talk about that as well. But we're running out of time, so we're going to bring this episode to a close. So we thank you again for listening. It's time to turn that microphone back on, start practicing some of the many things that you've learned. And we thank you for listening. Thanks, Dave. In conclusion, let me tell you a thing or two. This episode is brought to you by New Vision at Goodwill Industries of the Valleys, and it is also made possible in part by a grant from Community Foundation serving Western Virginia. And there's more. We're also grateful for the kind use of WVTF Studios. New Vision is a program of Goodwill that provides information services and assistive technology training to individuals with visual impairments living in southwest Virginia. For more information check out our website at goodwillvalleys.com slash newvision with no spaces. Goodwill Industries of the Valleys is a non-profit organization serving the New River, Roanoke, and Shenandoah Valleys of Virginia. Goodwill's mission programs help individuals with disabilities and disadvantages to get back to work and gain greater independence. These shows are provided for educational purposes. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without written permission from New Vision. Thanks for listening.